the twi Twitter, you guys do this before, and that way you just you're tagging everybody. Welcome to the very first episode of Bonded by Horror. Uh, with uh, your three hosts, I'm Eddie Vegas. I'm Joe Walsh, also known as J.C. Walsh. And? All right. And uh, now that you know who the three of us are, uh, we'll get into where we come from and our backgrounds a little bit later we're going to do some plugs near the end of the show where you can find us on our other uh platforms and or other projects we all equally have our own other things going on whether it's podcasting or writing or whatever but mutually we all love and uh admire horror movies that's that's like our bond so mm -hmm. <clears throat> quick minor background me and uh scroogey boy there are actually brothers in real life um me and jc walsh there uh are brothers Bonded by horror. We've been best friends and, uh, well, hetero life mates for 26 years now or so. And one of the things that keep us uh, together is our bond over horror movies and, and all things horror in general. Speaking of which, and, uh, uh, happy National Sibling Day, everybody. Fucking oh, quick, yeah. Which, quick shout out to if, that. If there, was, if there was ever a day to start this, um, this would be the right one, right? So, <clears throat> so just to give you an idea, again, it's, it's episode one. So it's going to have some kinks. We're still trying to figure out the, uh, the structure of the show. Um, the biggest thing is, is we're going to talk all things horror um, media, right? So mainly movies and or uh, TV shows, you know, like bingeable TV shows now, like uh, Haunting at Hill House or, you know, things along those lines. We also might even do episodes where we break down good uh, movie scores. We might break down... Uh, maybe we'll get in some interviews with some people in a horror community. Hopefully, that's that's really the hope there is to expand our, our, all of our our realm and our reach. Um, hey, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Horror world, right? So hopefully everybody sticks around and hopefully everybody enjoys this. Don't mind me. I'm kind of um, new at the live stream thing. I'm not. I'm. I'm. You know, a little bashful. <laughs> no, no. Ah, uh, you're not shy. I get it. No, nah, not even a little bit. <laughs> These guys know that. Yeah, that's why they're both gonna laugh. Oh, uh, so fine. again, we, we <clears throat> the first ever episode uh, only seemed fitting when we were discussing doing this show um, to break down Pet Cemetery Two, right? So uh, a movie that collectively by <clears throat> the fans of that series or the the original book, a lot of people don't like that movie, 
and I, I think we're gonna all be here to defend it and hopefully change anybody's mind that don't uh, that, that don't maybe necessarily understand why that movie is is beautiful in all of its 1992 glory, right? Um, I, I couldn't love that movie any more than what I do, but I'll tell you, they're very. Not only are we gonna talk about the goods and the highlights uh, of this movie, but we're also gonna probably talk about some lowlights now because does it hold up after you know almost? Uh, 30 years, 28 years old now? I don't know. We're going to find out when we break this down. So <clears throat> to kick this off, we'll uh, get into our, our actual breakdown of the movie in just a second. But um, did everybody have fun re-watching this movie? I know we, I feel like we all kind of watched it a few times a year. I know I do. It's one of my favorites. So, uh, you know, it's one of the ones that go into the, the 31 days of Halloween every October. And sometimes I'll throw it in just to add it in uh, during the middle of the year because I just, you know, I have my reasons on why, which we'll get into. But uh, what about you guys? What, what was it like to uh, to break to watch this movie, to have to break it down, right? To actually not just to enjoy it and take it in for your own uh, enjoyment <clears throat> or pleasure, right? Like mouth pleasure, like when you eat a piece of candy and you're like, "Ooh, piece of candy," right? Ooh. Um, it, it's ooh, piece of candy. Um, it's <laughs> it's uh, what, what did you? What was it like to rewatch it for you to, um, to have to break it down and dissect it a little bit, right? To really. To really peel back the layers of uh, Pet Cemetery too, Joe. I'm, I'm gonna kick that to you real quick. What, what do you think? Um, you know, it's, it, it's funny. I mean, I watch it at least once or twice a year. Like you said, we we it's it's like religious for us. We love it. It's a it's our like I consider a childhood movie almost from my mm -hmm. teenage years and shit. And then like uh, and now we watching it. And it's funny. I don't know if it's because I've been writing more or or just the way my mind's been working. I've been breaking it down ever since then. So to even do it now, after, and I watch it twice this week. That's how much of a lunatic I am. I think you guys did the same. And it's um, interesting yeah. to catch certain themes. Because, you know, when you watch it years ago, you just enjoy it for, like, for this wacky sequel to the first movie, mm -hmm. which is like, yeah, they both have serious tones. Because mm -hmm. the first movie is more closer to the book. But then, like, you take those themes and you turn to this wacky, the wackiness that is the 90s, that is 90s horror. Right. I, right. I don't, That's a good know, point. 80s horror was still wacky, but there was something about 90s. I don't know what it is, man. It was just like, so you, you could see that difference. It was trying to be polished, but then again, it's not. It, it's like it's it's independent, but then it's not. And it's just it's just like it's trying to be serious. It's not. And it's uh, so to revisit that again and and then and now even break it down for for our first episode. It's um, mm -hmm. it's it's a uh, it's a lot of fun. I, I kind of want to do it again after we after we leave here. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'm probably going to uh, to give it one more watch after the show, after we're done wrapping this up here, because I I, I just I kind of want I, I want to watch it in different lights. You know what I mean? Meaning, and I don't just mean like daylight, you know, nighttime or whatever. No light. I mean like um, with like fresh no eyes. Yeah. Well, I, I sat down. I, I had my <laughs> wife sit with me the other day to watch it, and she hasn't really she doesn't watch it as religiously as I do or any of the horror movies that we all do. And uh, to see her kind of point out things was interesting too, because. She looks at it from a little bit more of a fresh perspective than me. Like mm -hmm. I've I've seen it so many times now that like I almost kind of sometimes you overlook things because you're like I already know this. You know what I mean? So yeah. you just kind of it's sometimes it becomes background fodder, right? And it's it's just there for your your mind to like enjoy a familiar thing, right? Um, but to have her um, throwing out some some different points and some different highlights that I didn't even really notice or I haven't thought about in a long time was really really cool mm -hmm. and it kind of brought some perspective to me and then I started really looking at it in a different way too so it was it was interesting to do that so if you ever can that's the other thing is if it say if it's a movie that's really super familiar to you if you can watch it with a fresh set of eyes um, maybe if they're you know moderate horror fans or not even horror fans at all see what they think about you know like 
I know your wife, Joe, um, she's not necessarily a horror fan, but I'm sure she sits and watches a lot of the movies with you. And you, I mean, that must happen with you all the time, right? Where she'll go, I, I don't see what, I don't get what you see in this movie or, oh, what, yeah. you know, right. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, that definitely happens with our choice of music a lot of the time on both mm-hmm. sides, but, uh, <laughs> Ben, uh, or Scrooge, sorry. I, oh, I, no, I, you're fine. I'm going to, I'm no, going to fight Ben. You're my, yeah. you're my little brother. Yeah. So. How, how dare um, you? How was it? for you to re- to sit back and rewatch it because me and you there's also a huge age gap me and joe there's a, you know he's a little bit older than me but uh ben being my brother there's a nine-year age gap so there's a decade between the two of us right a literal this movie decade. came out be- technically before he was born, not technically before he was even born so it's mm-hmm. interesting in his perspective i watched it when it came out he wouldn't even mm-hmm. have been yet he hadn't even swam through the canal yet you know and now <laughs> and yet now we have a baby ben here uh benny what was it like for you to go back and, and to watch this movie i know you watched it last night to uh prepare for um to the show today what was it like for you to, to pull anything out was it was it like uh was it relieving was it um invigorating for you to or re-energizing for you to to get a, a new take on it to have to tear it apart now that we're kind of like um well dissecting the movie right so i might get a little tongue tied. i was up late no 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 um, you're fine uh let's just say it's it's really weird uh because uh, and I'll backtrack like when I say that. So it normally you watch the movie just as a pure like we're watching it for enjoyment, right? This time I was watching it just to kind of see, okay, what did I like about this? What didn't I like about this? And I'm I'm trying to be fair because uh, I've watched this movie at least twenty five or thirty times. Uh, I watched I it. it and I, I'm sure you guys are even higher than me up there in that regard. I watch it a couple times a year. So it, it was weird actually trying to sit there and try to notice things like there's there's things i noticed in here and i wrote stuff down uh that i'm sure we'll get to uh that i personally never noticed whether it was stuff to connect the first movie to the second movie that Mm -hmm. stuff was weird to me Uh, i actually didn't notice any of a a few things like that it was awesome i really liked watching it with actual fresh eyes uh so it was great that's good man that's awesome. So we're definitely going to give you guys a fresh take on it, and hopefully you guys enjoy um, our dissection of. Uh, I'm going to keep on using that term because it's spooky, right? You're it's spooky. Uh, it's we're going to dissect it. This episode's victim is uh, Pet Cemetery Two. So without further ado, uh, let's break it down. So what we're going to kind of do is we're going to share. Uh, we're going to start with the highlights, right? We're going to start with the things that we really loved about the movie. To kick it off, before I get into the scenes specifically, I will talk about the overall development of the movie when it kicks in really so i really love the way the movie opens it sets a good tone uh i like the character development uh for like a solid 90s movie so that's the thing a lot of people don't get so it does a decent job of kind of like honey dicking you in the in the beginning right like you, it starts off with a movie being filmed inside of a movie which is kind of a cliche thing and we've all seen that right and then uh i can't remember the, the mom's name but renee uh, renee thank you very much so nice. Renee is a movie. Uh, I have a couple things up right now, so I appreciate that, Ben. So Renee is filming her movie, and you see this—you know—the creepy hands coming out of the uh, out of the ground, and all of a sudden it misses and it grabs. I think it grabs her boob. Or it something grabs her titty. Becomes, yeah, it grabs her titty, right? Honk. Yeah, no, uh, uh, it it's legit. Just like it starts off with a fucking tales from the crypt shit. Yeah, and I think as mm-hmm. a kid, I, when I'm, you know, what was I when this movie came out? nine eight years old somewhere around there and i saw it when it came out my mom used to make Jesus, me watch horror like movies when I, was a kid. I was yeah i was i was little like i was young and uh i remember seeing it and i didn't know how movies are made so when you see that you know it's it's interesting as a kid that always stuck with me to be like oh that's how it happens like it's just 
you know, fake hands underneath the thing, or whatever. So that's kind of cool to see. Um, also, um, I, which we're going to definitely get into more and more, and this will be a running theme here. The the score and the soundtrack in this movie is is almost second to none. People don't give that enough credit. Now, the soundtrack, the actual music that they decided to play in the scenes, uh, it's very MTV, right? It's very in your face. Um, and it's it's uh, almost like they, they did a good job of setting it almost like it's a music video. Like if a music video for that song took scenes out of the movie, right, to like promote their video, which we've seen that before. Like if you've ever seen uh, like movie, like I, I'm pretty sure there's a there's a music video for You Could Be Mine from Guns N' Roses that has clips of Wayne, uh, was it Wayne, no, Terminator 2 in it. Uh, it was a big, yeah. big part together. Yep. So like you can see that together, right? And this is kind of a similar thing. Speaking of Terminator 2, Edward Furlong, right? That's how we all saw him. Ah, see, throwback, <laughs> callback. <clears throat> um, so I, I wanted to kind of say that and uh, set the tone here that um, we are definitely going to talk more and more about what the music in the movie means to us and the actual score. Again, it, it sets a good tone, right? And then, anyways, so going from there, um, let, you know, I'm going to kick it off because I've, I've, I'm the motor mouth and I'm going to be the, the the mouthpiece here. Joe, give us uh, one of your favorite scenes we'll, you, we'll start with with you we're gonna kick it off to you what would you say like g- give us one of your favorite scenes do you have anything specific that jumps out like early on in a movie or and then no specific order this can we're not going to go in a linear time time order of like how the movie goes we're not going to break down the movie scene by scene for you if you haven't seen it yet go watch it if you have seen it you're going to probably remember some of the stuff we're talking about but um anything early on that really jumps out at you that you would consider like oh like a holy shit moment or a favorite scene maybe like a character development scene or something along those lines Go ahead, Joe. Uh, so actually, it's funny. You know, I'll get more into it later, like you said, but I really want to dive into a lot of the lore of Pet Cemetery 2. And of course, it's going to dive into the first, first film the, and even the, the remake. Um, yep. it, it's funny because, like, the mom's death was the catalyst of this whole thing. 100%. Yep. And, you know, I knew this, but then even looking at it again this past couple of nights watching it, I'm like, holy crap, like, this kick started this entire nightmare. It, it kind yep. of almost like rebrought because you know, ours you could tell by the, the town they haven't had this situation happen since the creeds. Mm-hmm. And so, what my favorite thing is like, um, you, you, you're gonna, you're gonna, you a lot of sequels, you know, sometimes they have a re- returning character or they'll mention certain things, but this really like mentioned the lore of that town in Pet Cemetery very often. I love that, like, uh, so when you go and then you know, when you go to, I'll just throw out the mom's funeral, like, uh, that just sets everything with like gus being there the, the the sheriff of the town i think he's the sheriff i know he's like i know he's a cop. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah, yep yeah he's a sheriff yeah he's a sheriff you're right um and then you know the bullies are there clyde and his crew and and it's like in it's it's this moment of this ho- ho- hollywood family coming back home to a small town where she originally grew up at because they don't really yep. say that you, you know but they don't really flat out say there's no but based on like the pictures in the high school saying, you know, farewell to, to a hometown movie star. And, and then you see this kid who's like, he's kind of, you know, Edward Furlong's character's got this like, you know, teenage attitude, but he's kind of like, but also there's like a, but at this time he's, he's kind of coming from, I don't want to say he's not rich, but he's definitely coming from some kind of money type of yeah. like. When, you, when with, you're coming from Hollywood in general, right? you got, you got back money. to a small town in the, the, the dad, Maine The dad's got a housekeeper and it looks like his wife are crying around. I mean, come on. Well, yeah, I would, I, I'm going to bring that up too. I thought, I thought that was funny real quick to talk about the housekeeper. Mm. Her first like scene in the house, she like makes the guy tea and like, she's making a coffee. And I looked at Kristen and I was like, 
Jesus Christ, what kind of a fucking housekeeper makes you tea in the morning? You have a butler all of a sudden? Yeah, like, dude. She's a, pretty, she's a pretty fine butler, by the way. I like how the first uh, thing but... she does with the housekeeper is, so she she goes in, she's like, oh my God, this is Renee's clothes. And like she starts fucking mm-hmm. getting all excited yeah. about all the shit. She's like, she wore this to the Emmys. And like she got all excited, by the way. That's a that's a throwback to later on in the movie when she actually wears the dress, which I actually liked. I didn't notice yep. that until uh, until last yep. night because she picks up, and she she starts fucking fangirling and she gets all excited. Which, by the way, it's like that's weird. My wife's dead. Can you not touch her clothes, please? But and that goes right to the whole fandom thing that plays very well with it. Just it just it just all goes it layers in very well. You know, together, that that scene set up a good up. tone though because it, it makes you think about it from two different perspectives, right? It makes you think about from think about if you're a teenage kid and your mom dies in in front of you, right? Getting electrocuted, fall, you know, freak accident, and That's she's a, a movie scene. star. They did a good job it, with that. It, it is a good scene, and it's and it sets up the fact like you kind of look at part of you kind of wants to go ah Edward Furlong, uh, Jesus Christ, uh, not good. Oh the Jeff, the character Jeff. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm just. Man. I have all that stuff written down. No, you're fine. No, if you say Edward Furlong, I'm going to know who fucking Jeff is. I have everybody else. Like, I have Clyde. I have Gus. I have everything else written down, but I forgot to write down Renee. I even have Chase the Dad. I wrote wrote actors' names, like, at the start, just out of habit. And then I tried, like, later on in my notes, I tried to, you know, actually break it down by character. So so you can kind of see it from Jeff's perspective, right, of... Like, he just lost his mom, and it happened in front of him. Like, don't touch her. So, like, that's mine. You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. a sentimental person. All this stuff behind me is all sentimental stuff that I've had given to me or that, you know, like, I, I'm, I'm a lunatic. Like, that's that's an Elvis guitar back there with popcorn that I'm never going to eat because I just like the fact that it's full of popcorn. Probably has ants in it. I don't know. Good for them. It's a little ant crazy. <laughs> so, the fact is, that, but then you kind of also see it from, from Chase's perspective, right? So, like, obviously, he's it's his ex-wife, technically, right? So... You know, not a lot of love lost there, but obviously you're still going to be a little emotional about the fact, and you're going to feel for your son. But he kind of looks at Jeff and goes, "Ah, it's, you know, it's okay." He sees it from the fans' perspective of, "Wow, she was a fan of my wife. That's you know, that's an honor. It's almost part of the legacy for her to see the dress and like be so excited about it." So you see the two, like the 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 logical adult brain in Chase, kind of go. You know, you probably shouldn't have done that, lady, but like I get it. It's okay. Just mm. you know, put it back. And then from Jeff's perspective as essentially a, you know, tormented youth, uh, you know, that's a lot for your brain to take in. And that kid is I mean, so teenage, fucking traumatized. <laughs> to, yeah, teenage Creepy years. traumatized. Yes. Like, Hell yeah. Yeah, because he saw that, yeah, he man. saw like the, the, what is it, the one or two lines on her face. Yep. And like he, yep. he the, saw his the, mother like, die. Uh, rod iron bars. Yep. Uh, I wanted to really so, quick give a shout out to uh, Edward Furlong because he's, he's got some sc- uh, screen queen pipes. Uh, dude, he fucking belts it so hard. Not just in that, uh, but in Terminator Two, many times he fucking uh, screams so hard. Don't, don't forget his his actual uh, his best horror movie is Brain Scan. We gotta revisit that. Oh, so can we time. please do Brain Scan? That would be a fucking right. Sorry, sorry for interrupting. I just I just wanted to say that before I forgot, dude. That kid's got some yes. pipes on him. Good for you, bud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So real quick, so to kick, so to follow off of Joe's kind of first thing there something that really kicks it off and it's going to tie in both things right the the throwback to the the where, where it starts tying in the lore and where you can really start seeing the movie kick in in my opinion uh one of my favorite scenes is when at the school uh Jeff brings the cat to school whatever and in the hallway Clyde and his and his goons or whatever walk up to the to, to him and 
He's like, uh, he starts petting him a little, petting Tiger. I remember the it's, cat's name. Yeah, there you go. And he's nice. petting, petting Tiger, right? And he's petting Tiger, and he's like, hey, Jeff, you ever see a cat run? And he's like, yeah. yeah. He goes, no, like, really run? And then he takes off. Uh, that whole cat scene, the, like, the stealing of the cat into the bike chase, which brings you to, dun, 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 the Creed house. It brings you right past the Creed yep. house. Yep. And then it, this is the first time we get to see the pet cemetery yep. in the movie. That that was the first. So, that was one of the instances the where I said awesome it, it connects to the first one. And I I didn't yep. even fucking put two and two together. And I like why mm-hmm. did they focus on it so hard? I know I saw that. It's like I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah, it's the Creed house. Duh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is which is awesome. I'm glad that they that they showed it that early in the movie. They didn't they didn't mm. try to hold back too much. They give you enough character development, enough setup on what why the story is where it is in the beginning with the mom dying and the moving and everything, and then. Hey, uh, classic 90s dickhead bully with the dangling earring and the fucking, you know, he's essentially like <laughs> the dollar store version, uh, the dollar general version of fucking David from Lost I Boys. I had some bullies like that. No, he looks, <laughs> no, dude, he's a, he's such a fucking welfare, uh, uh, Bender. He looks just like Bender. Well, so what's funny is, right, he's a mix of all those things. Yeah. When I was a kid, Joe, do you remember Camp Salute Your Shorts from the, from Nickelodeon? Yes. Yep. Camp Anawana? There was like Donkey Lips and the, like the fat kid named Donkey Lips. There's a character in that show called Butnik. I thought that this was, I thought they were the same people. And I remember like our friend uh, Arnie, who's a big, or Jared, he's a big movie fan too. And I, he, he called me out on it one day, like years ago. I was, like, I was talking about it one night and he's like, dude, that's not the same person. And I had to look it up and uh, he was right. So a lot of my youth, I thought they were the same. And I don't even think they look alike. For some reason in my head, they did, right? And the same thing uh, goes for the the friend character and uh uh, Terminator 2. I always thought that was the same kid, but I don't. I don't think it is. I can't remember. But that's besides the point. Uh, but yeah. So this, I, I thought that that was a a good scene where like they, you know, the, the two kids get into a fight or whatever. Like Jeff punches fucking Clyde in the face. Hey man, first time anybody's ever stood up to this prick, right? Mm-hmm. Good for him. You know, he, he's worried about his cat, which I get that. I'm an animal lover too. You probably hear my dogs barking in a little while. Ben's got some some pussy running around his apartment. I mean, cats running around his apartment. Oh, too. true. Ah, right. Oh, got yeah, him. See? See? Got him. Got him. Got him. It, it's funny because, like, I it's, like same thing. I've seen this movie so many times, and still, I'm like, I fucking hate Clyde so much. Because there's two reasons. One, why would you? Why would Jeff bring a cat to school? That's a little weird. But which, I thought the same thing. Why would you do that? I, I like I'm trying to give a pass to it, but it's so hard to. It's like, man, I, I really need to cope with my mom dying. Better bring my cat with me. And then I thought, I thought that was a good way to establish that. Hey, yeah. Sometimes you want to stroke a little pussy. Yeah. Thanks, Dice. Uh, <laughs> it's so bad. No, it's a little. It's a <laughs> Joe, 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 Dice Joe's joke. Uh, so <laughs> it, it's just like what I wrote is nothing says, haha, got you. Uh, like I'm gonna steal, I'm gonna steal your cat and then kill it. Haha, got you. And it's like obviously he doesn't, but still, that's I don't know. That's a little fucking weird. By the way, shout out to that fucking cat because th- dude, Clyde is legit. Dude, he's speeding and he's holding the cat. And I thought it was a fake cat, and I had to rewind it for a second. No, no, it's, I think it's, that's actually a real cat. Dude, it was it was yeah, moving, and cat. they're legit speeding down that thing, speeding down the road with the bikes. And he's well, holding- movie magic. I feel it. Like I'm sure that they were just being like tugged behind something, and it looks when you're when you film yeah, things the, like that. I'm the it, fucking it looks faster truck. Than what it's really yeah. going. But it, it is still wild that he's holding a cat. Like I don't know if that'd be allowed nowadays. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I mean, I'm sure you can work with animals, but that's a tough one. It was cool because like Clyde was yelling at him. I was like, "You having fun yet? You having fun yet?" I was almost yes. like, "Oh my god, he had a line." Yeah, yeah, it was perfect. He's talking. Yeah. That's a, that's a wild scene. Uh, that's one of the ones that really always jumped out at me too. Just in general, I mean, especially I think we all dealt with bullies growing up. Even though like 
you know, as, as adults now, like I'm, I'm obviously a big fella. Joe's, Joe can hold his own. I'm still it's, fat. It's one of those things where I'm. Yeah, well, it happens. Yeah, can't all I'm be winners. I'm still short right? and fat. Can't, can't all be winners. Uh, but you know, I dealt with all my my fair share of bullies when I was a kid, and you know, mm-hmm. then I got bigger than everybody else and learned how to deal with it. You know, and um, as a kid, getting picked on a lot for being like the poor kid or the kid who didn't have the cool clothes or whatever. I, and I moved around a ton when I was a kid. Before Ben was even really born, I moved like eight nine times before I was even eight years old. So every six months or so, I was moving to a new place. So I never really made friends. And I think that's why I'm so eclectic with the people that I have around me now. Mm-hmm. And this movie kind of, I always felt connected with Jeff because I, I understood what that felt like to be um, out of your comfort zone and forced into a situation that you didn't really want to be in. You know, like it, yep. t- take out the fact that his mom died, whether it was a divorce or whether it doesn't matter what the reasoning on, he's a stranger in a new place, especially a small town like that. And it's tough as a kid, right? It's tough as a teenager or a kid to try to make new friends in a new place. So you, they did a good job with that. And the more you think about it from Jeff's perspective, you go, oh, I know what that was like. You know what I mean? And it sucks, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> but for him to go, fuck you, Clyde. You know what I mean? Like, that's awesome. You kind of go, fuck yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, he got the shit yeah, kicked out on that. I noticed but... that with, like, uh, with Jeff, even um, Drew, when he stand up to his mm-hmm. stepfather, um, they both aren't strong enough to handle these boys, but they were, they, they're not, they don't, you know, they, 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 they face their fears yep. and they face these people that you know, these, these bullies when I was a kid or adult mm-hmm. yeah they 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 still fall back and, and like you said they got the shit yeah down. And, I, and, and that makes you feel for them even more you know i like that i like that too and i think that that's a way for me to at least go off into another thing i was gonna say that i actually really liked that i never gave enough credit to i fucking adored this time watching the small little plot line of drew and gus the first the first like maybe like half hour dude that fucking relationship where they have and like they clearly don't like each other they clearly mm-hmm. just fuck you i don't like you you're fat mm-hmm. you're a dickhead uh shout out to uh gus's fat fat cakes that he's got i'm just saying clancy brown's got some fat cakes but the other thing it's like dude gus is such a piece of shit to drew drew not only just takes it he gives it back he's a dickhead mm-hmm. too to Gus and I, I, it, it's very rare seeing that in old movies with with that type of stuff where you know you got this fat little kid and like he's you know he's a pussy and he always just takes all of the the punishment the bullying. He says no, fuck you. Like, I'm gonna fucking dish it right back, especially to a father figure like that. That 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 well, was so big yeah. for me. The mocha, the mocha yeah, when he ah, that's it. literally right in his face. Son of a bitch. That, I that's where I started fucking... writing it. Yep. I've, I've been I've been like I've been I've been sitting here bouncing. As soon as fucking Joe brought up, you know, Gus standing up for himself, or uh, Drew standing up for himself, and then Ben started going into that scene. My next fucking favorite yep. scene that I wrote down yep. is that, that Drew was using me. the remote to try to mute Gus. Always makes me fucking laugh. Feel bad for the kid, and, and then, but like, I give him credit Gus's for that face one. Is like, yeah, like that that kid 100% knows he's about to get the shit kicked out of him oh, whether punch verbally, so hard mentally, in the face. or physically. Yeah. Or but like but man, god bless him for that. You know what I mean like like you know, click back to awesome, Gus real awesome I know, fucking scene. Back to Gus too and in um and Clancy Brown's acting. He was one of the only ones that pulled off the main accent. I noticed. Yeah, he was one of the ones that he, he was. Tried. He was kind of like Judd. You know, Judd was kind of like that father figure in the first movie, yeah. and, he, and then you got the accent. Uh, you can't, he... can't bury a cat down there. Can't go down that road. Can't go down that road. So Clancy Brown was just like, "Where's your son?" It's just like it's just like all mm-hmm. kinds of like little. Enemies. Where's your boy? More evil, I guess. Well, you know, is some, is Chase from aspect. Maine? Chase and Jeff aren't from Maine, though. 
No, uh, no, no. But I think Renee's from Maine. Renee is from Maine. Well, yeah. all right. So the excuse. Well, actually, that... no. Here's what's weird, though. So that that's something that they never t- they never actually clarify, because the Renee is from that that town, but yeah, they never actually and, say where the Chase is. Uh, prom and all that. So so here's the thing. So <laughs> the the thing that makes me think that Chase had to have been from there or a similar a- town around, mm-hmm. yeah, is because why the fuck would he move back to his dead wife's town? Good point. After she's dead, oh yeah. Why not just stay in Hollywood or pick? Well, Literally fucking anywhere else. If he was from Tallahassee, he would move back to Tallahassee. Not you know what I mean? Like, well, it's probably like it's to it's to kind of it's to kind of get that. Well, I I just chalked it up as he's trying to get that connection that that route to be like I still have right, Renee exactly. in some capacity with me, not just in, yeah, but in he, the grave. They also were going through a divorce though too, so like he wouldn't uh, have your dead ex wife. You're not going to move back to fucking. They weren't together, and he was. Even there's even a point where mm. Jeff asks him like, "Hey, do you do you think you and Mom ever would have uh, got back together?" And Chase kind of uh. like goes away from it. So like that that's what I'm saying. Sometimes the dead is better here. Tells me sometimes sometimes dead is better. <laughs> uh, dead is better. So, so we're also all we're from New England, guys. Joe's uh, Joe's in a different part of the part of the continent at the moment, but uh, we're Rhode Island accent, yeah. South Philly. Yeah, so oh, yeah, man. We can at least do Maine. Yeah, so so that that uh. That scene was really good, and then to kind of go in like a almost like a somber tone, more on uh, Drew and Guff. Man, I'll tell you what, this this is talk about fucking heartstring central and break. <laughs> somebody must be cutting some goddamn onions when Gus shoots Zowie and fucking oh, uh, dude. Drew stays with her till she passes away, yeah. and then that fucking the moment when uh, Fading Away by Jan King comes in, mm-hmm. fucking crushes you. That that song. Dude, I'm an animal lover, man. Like, I love my fucking dog. And even the dog's a good damn actor. It's like the cat. Right? Dude, that dog can do so much shit. And God bless him because he had to get covered Mm -hmm. in fucking filth, dirt, blood, uh, prosthetics on his his side. He had to... Mm -hmm. Pretend like he's limping. That dude, that dog did a lot, and they didn't use that they dog didn't use extra dogs. Good. It was just that one Zowie, a, be- a beautiful fucking dog too, by the way. Yeah, I don't know what a husky or something, but it had to have been man. like a husky mix or something. What a beautiful dog! And that scene, and like I know what that's like to like literally lay down with my dying dog, not mm-hmm. getting shot. But I mean, I've I've had dogs pass away, and I've laid with. I had a dog named Lady. You guys both remember, and I laid with her the, the morning she passed away. So like I I remember that and like it's it's literally like I'm glad I'm wearing some glasses today because you guys would see me tearing up like and and all of it happened really hits me hard and all of it happened and this is this is the thought this is the thought that I had when I first when I watched this again it all only happened because uh Drew got cock blocked or Gus got cock blocked that's the only reason why it happened he was about also, to do the rabbits dude that's the mom's the so rabbits. hot can we just say Shut, thank you shout She's out to so Amanda fucking hot fucking whatever in it Gilbert she is a smoke show. She's Best such a smoke show. Uh, I'm they, talking fucking. Excuse me, man. You can make me some yeah. biscuits any day, dude. Clancy Woo! Clancy Woo! Brown looks like a goddamn caveman, and somehow he got to tap that shit. Uh, good for, for good for him. But the only reason why he shot Zowie Listen, was because the, the dickhead always gets the fucking hot, nice housewife. Honestly, it's, it's just a thing, man. It's 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 a it's a the nature. The, you the know? ultra it's, Chad. It's, it's, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's. <clears throat> Yep, so, it only Amanda, happened. Shout out to you. But like, same Rest thing. We all gotta come up stuff. with a segment of fucking dime pieces that go to heaven. Oh fuck yeah, dude! <laughs> they all this shit Which, just keeps ooh, happening and spiraling alert, alert. because cock blocked. Something might happen to Amanda later in the movie if you don't know. We're gonna get into that in a little bit. Yeah, so that's why, and you know, it just that scene fucking ruins me, man. And then that, but what's amazing about that scene is that's the catalyst that sets off essentially like the second half of the movie. You know what I mean? Um, 
Or some people would say that because movies are typically written in three that was like phases, the right? that was like the first the act, mm-hmm. and that's part of the end of the first act going into the second act. We're like, oh, now we're actually gonna get to see the fucking walking in through the bog, and we're actually gonna get to see the oh, burial ground. Um, and this movie, just like the first movie, the one thing I'm kind of sad about is neither one of them took the opportunity to really get into the wind the Windigo lore, which sucks because that's an amazing part of the book. That's mm-hmm. an amazing part of what happens, Joe. I'm actually glad you brought that up. Well, I was going to throw it out to you. Yeah, I was about to say, I know you let, know let's have stuff. Joe fucking, this will be yeah, his real so time to shine really quick. If you if you don't know about the book, I'm going to let Joe, we're going to hit like a pause on our favorite scenes because that was a good segue into it. Oof, Talk about the lore a little bit and what and why, go ahead, Give you take over the helm. Oh, I man, I'm going to be honest you, it's been a while since I read the book, but every time my mind goes to, when I think of what they were talking about the Wendigo, I think about. Oh man, I, I I guess I think about Judd's backstory when he was talking about when the one one, um, you know, again with the lore and the lore and the lore mm-hmm. and all that, how it just keeps like this repetitive cycle. I keep going back to we told a story about a young man who died in the war. His parents buried him there. He came back. That's where the monkey's poor in, inspiration came mm-hmm. from with Stephen King. And but the thing they don't talk about, you you know a little bit in the first movie. You see a little bit in this movie. You know, the, the, obviously something's embodying the dead bodies of the people mm-hmm. get buried in, in the in the soil. So, but in the book, the young man that you know that died in the war came back. He <clears> talked <throat> to Judd, and then it talked to him this very menacing, you know, evil spirit way. Where it was like it wasn't just go out there and do these things. It it's very aware of its existence. And uh, so, they don't touch on that in the first two movies. I don't think, but there's like there's an essence of it. Yeah, especially, especially there, you see, especially you look at, at Gus's Gus's character when he's possessed by. There's, there's, by you can tell that there's some kind of an entity or a spirit yeah. or something controlling them. Like you can, you kind of get the hints, but they don't talk about it. You know what I mean? And then, I mean, even even the first movie, what's um the the dead guys with the brains coming out of his head? What's his what's uh, his name? Uh, Pasco, Paco, I think Pasco, it's Pasco. Yeah, Pasco. Pasco. Thank you. I forgot the W. So yeah, so, yeah like, even even he doesn't. And now in the book, I'm pretty sure he does, and I should have revisited the book before we did this, but it's been busy. It's all good. No, um, Pascal's in the book. I know that much. I don't know if yeah. he talks about if he actually talks about them or not. I think he's the one who kind of like it's almost like the the guiding spirit. Uh, well, that shows like, what, how much power. It's not just the burial; it's, <laughs> it's the power of the illusion that this this once this thing's right. awakened, there's the bodies being uh, coming back to life. There's the illusion, the, not the illusion. Well, yeah, illusion. But you, you see spirits. You see. The people having these nightmares and all this—it's—it's a—it's a—it's a, it's a little bit of everything. Um, I gotta give a shout out to the remake because the remake actually does that a little bit. At uh, least they mentioned the, little, the Wendigo. That's the, it, that's it, the thing. So when the little girl's talking with Judd before she kills him in the remake, they're having that battle of dialogue that was in the book. So that you know, that's awesome. So, yep. Yeah, but it's one of those with, things. With, with I, Gus I, I wish being, they would have. Oh, go ahead. So I was going to say real quick, and with Gus, with Gus, and I don't get back. I know we'll talk about him attacking Drew at some point. When I watched it this morning, that reminded me of the scene of um of Judd talking about when he encountered the mm-hmm. in in full in full flesh. Uh, it, it's something about that, you know, that whole scene when he's attacking Drew and he's jumping on the car. And yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> my mind went immediately to that. So. And that's real quick because I mean obviously we're talking about Pet Cemetery too, but that's the one thing, the one real big highlight from the remake that came out last uh, two years ago mm-hmm. that the other two movies didn't do. They actually talk about the lore. They kind of show the Wendigo in the background, like on the way to the, yeah, the just like grounds. yep, yep. Um, I think walking through the water or something when they have to go through the bog. 
but they, they actually at least talk about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and when Judd's wife comes back, like that's a fucking, you know, that's a, or the little girl turns into Judd's wife or whatever. I think she uses the illusion or something. Yeah, like that. there you go. Exactly, stuff. exactly. Yeah, it's, it's they're evil spirits essentially that, that overtake the bodies that are buried in the burial ground. It gives it, it's almost like a window for like demons to come through. And that's essentially what the windows are if you don't know. And other and lore is like cannibalism too causes it yeah. to... Take over. Yeah, yeah, and well, they kind of they, they kind of talk about that in the remake too with uh with cannibals, don't they? With the or like the kids I, being all fucked up. Uh that I don't know. The, I know uh, I know that they talk the last, about. I haven't um, watched it in a while. It's been a while. I've only seen it a couple times, but it, I a lot of people shit in that movie. Look, it wasn't. Dude, a I love movie. it. None of them are perfect love movies. It. The original Pet Cemetery is still probably the best one out of all of them, as far as a movie and a horror mm. movie goes. Um, but to me. Pet Cemetery 2 is still, well, I don't want to say whether where it fits yet because that's for the end. Right, right, right. I don't know if we're going to do a rating or anything. We haven't figured that out yet, but we're going to talk about where it fits. I mean, I definitely right, so, will regardless at the end. But let me just say really so, quick, before we go down and start talking about I, I would, I, you're right, Ed. I would, I would call it Act 2. Uh, I just wanted to say my funny thing really quick. Did you guys notice in the ambulance? Uh, so like when they're they're showing Chase Zowie and like he's got like the bull wound. He's like, oh, some psychopath got trigger happy. I love that, <laughs> by the way. Uh, when when Drew Buddy is getting out of the ambulance, he struggles so fucking hard. I don't know if it was like the actor or something. He was like such. Yeah. That was I hate to say. He was such a fat kid, and it it, it was six inches off the ground, and he like. Uh, and like almost falls it's like no, buddy it, it's like dude I, i'll have to uh, tape it for you or something it dude he he is jumping off six inches and he almost falls flat in his fucking face and for some reason like that's the cut well, we're gonna use i i want to get in we're gonna get into that in a little while because the after we're talking about all the highlights i have a couple low lights that i really want to talk about yeah yeah that uh, yeah that's better to do. Co- drew comes up a bunch that's all i'm gonna say drew and gus, a few things with drew i say a lot of shit about gus, drew and gus I, I don't. I mean, I mean, I'm talking about like the uh, the scenes with Drew. They didn't do that kid any favors. Put it that way. And uh, again, we're gonna talk about the the not so good stuff that holds up in a little while. Oh, I got Let's I got some good some shit for him later. Because, yeah, I got. We, we're gonna we're gonna. It's it might even. I'm telling you, it might make you rethink about how our opinions go. Who knows? But um, so I'll skip forward a little bit more because a, a lot happens in there, but this movie really start, it, it moves fucking fast. And don't forget about the, uh, the nightmare scene with Jeff too, because a lot of people I, that I've seen in reviews skip that Jeff nightmare scene. Like when it's all like the blue lights and fucking, it gets mm-hmm. all crazy. I didn't, I didn't want to fucking Zowie well, you guys, in the, the rocket chair. Gotta... Yes. And, and then you get the mask and shit like that, that creepy ass mm-hmm. fucking Zowie mask. Mm-hmm. A lot of mm-hmm. people, for some reason I've watched, I watched reviews recently just so we could kind of talk about this and compare no one mentions that scene. I don't get why. I think it's so fucking creepy, and I think they ang- don't like nightmare scenes. I think they don't like dream sequences. Well, then I, they I mean, really, really wouldn't like a certain movie called Nightmare on Elm Street if they really don't like nightmare scenes. Then <laughs> Joe, huh? There's, there is a lot of those kind of sequences in this movie. That... That's hilarious. <laughs> there, there's a lot of uh, uh, nightmare sequences or like dreamlike sequences that kind of happen in this movie, like. This movie doesn't have one tone. It's got a bunch of tones. And I think that's probably... It tries a lot. And, uh, yeah. Which, again, that's all for the lowlight stuff. We're going to get into that in a minute. Uh, but, so, I mean, we're going to get into probably where this movie really, really starts becoming why it's such a favorite of mine and probably all both of yours is the fucking dirt bike chase scene. Like, when Drew and Jeff go to... Which, I mean, we're, we're not, I'm skipping over some stuff because... I have like a crescendo that I'm going to build up to 
because we are skipping over a couple things right now. But the the dirt bike scene where fucking Clyde comes in on his mm-hmm. dirt bike and chases Jeff and pushes him off the fucking highway or whatever, and it goes down. And he, he uh, he's like, hey, hey, Junior, you ever see something? What happens to a bike? Or, you know, rip off somebody's nose or whatever he says. <clears throat> and he's like getting the fucking the crank going, getting the tire spinning real fast, and he's kind of messing with uh with Jeff. And also, out of nowhere, dun dun dun, here comes Gus, right? <laughs> fucking dickhead Gus, but zombie Gus. But zombie Gus. We, yeah. we we kind of, we kind of jumped over some stuff, which I, I'm gonna again. I never said I was gonna go linear. We're gonna go back. No, we're forth. just talking about our favorite moments at right now, anyway. Just so some fine. basic because yeah. there are I'm, I'm building to a crescendo because yeah, I'm just gonna <laughs> spoiler alert it. There's a lot about Gus we're gonna talk about in a minute. I'm just I'm going through the everybody else's scenes first. Yeah. Um. So, this is really where like I think Clancy Brown. How can I explain it? So, he's amazing in this movie in general. Which he I'm fucking get, nails get it. Crescendo. Uh. Get it. This this specific scene though. So the this is where the bully gets his fucking dues, which you're always gonna root for that to happen, right? Mm-hmm. This the, one of the reasons why it stuck with me so hard, but like. When he, you know, tells Jeff to get the fuck out of there, or whatever, and Go home. shoves Clyde down, and he picks up the bike, <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, he drew me. I mean, uh, hey, Gus, what the fuck, man? What are you gonna do? Arrest me?" And then he, you know, he hits him and he knocks him down, picks up the bike and starts revving it. The subtle shit Clancy Brown does in this fucking scene, dude, is he amazing. He's like, "I'm just fucking, I'm just with, fucking you. with you," you know, which is using it's... Clyde's own words against him. Exactly, and. If you think about it now, flash forward, it sounds like Mr. Krabs because that's who he plays in fucking SpongeBob going, what? I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that that's funny. And then he paints yeah, his, he spon- paints his face red SpongeBob? like Mr. Krabs. Exactly. Have you ever seen SpongeBob, Joe? Yeah, it's it's actually funny. Dude, that's where Mr. I was Krabs is Clancy Brown. Yeah. I did not know that. That's, yeah. That's crazy. That, that's where yeah, I'm going go to say. So as a, as a fucking video game nerd, this is, hey, for all you Twitch people out there, you know, I like video games a lot. One of my favorite video games is actually, uh, this is a quick thing, uh, Crash Bandicoot 2 Wrath of Cortex. Do you know who voices uh, Dr. Neil Cortex, the bad guy? Clancy Brown, boys. It's Clancy Brown. It's Clancy Brown, right. and he does the fucking right. evil villain laugh that he does in Pet Cemetery 2. I'm not Whoa, kidding. That. Whenever he goes, <laughs> that's the fucking laugh he does. In awesome. Crash Bandicoot kind of 2. Ch- it's kind of a chuckle. It's a really yeah. Yeah. Dude, the, chuckle. And the best time he does it, this I don't know if you guys will catch it. The best time he does his little fucking Gus laugh is when he's walking up the stairs and he fucking trips and he sits there yeah. for a second and he goes, <laughs> and he keeps fucking yeah. laughing and he keeps fucking walking up the stairs more. Well, even, even, even in the motorcycle scene, I mean, literally going from I'm fucking with you to like when the, when the scarf when uh, Clyde oh, the st- wraps the scarf the catches and he goes, whoops, whoops. Like, yeah, he goes, whoops. Like, like the fucking subtle things. And then like the faces he's making when he's doing it, like, ah, ha, ha, and he's going crazy. Dude, yeah. when the blood splatters and hits his face. And he starts fucking, face, the, he starts doing all this. The, he's fucking... Dude, the subtle shit he does in that scene is fucking <laughs> unbelievable. They, like, what is it? it Mary, is, it's, it's so good. Uh, Mary Addison, I think directs the movie. Uh, Mary, whatever. No, Mary, uh, Mary Lambert. Mary Lambert. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Mary Lambert must have. She did the first one too. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. She must have told fucking Clancy, dude, just go nuts during the oh, like yeah. this scene. Uh, the, dude, like the drill scene. Just do you. Just do whatever the fuck yeah. you feel comfortable with. They must. They had to have done that take like fucking at least twenty times and just keep doing different shit because when this was perfect. Like, they, they definitely nailed it. Uh, he is the star of the fucking show in pretty well, much every scene he's in. This is again. This is where like the the big we're gonna blow our wad on Clancy Brown right now because this is the Clancy. I would Brown. love to blow this my movie, wad on Clancy this is, Brown. This is 
<laughs> this is better than him and him in Shawshank, which is amazing. Another fucking Stephen King novel. Mm-hmm. This is better than him as the Kurgan fucking Highlander. This is better than him. He, this is absolutely his number one movie. This is his time to shine. This is his, uh, excuse I, you, he's the absolute best. He's the absolute. Movie, he's the absolute does. best in the Mandalorian. Wow, dead silence. Wow. All right, nope, <laughs> never mind. Sorry, guys. He's the spoiler. He, he's in fucking. He's, a, he's in yet. the Mandalorian. He's one of the aliens. Whatever. Who cares? I guess uh, I'll but... fuck myself. So, why? Uh, so, but, so, but that. <laughs> so the motorcycle scene leads into the tech guys uh, leaving. Another yeah. good... <laughs> just keep it going, man. We're just, we're just yeah, fuck you. We'll just turn it off. Uh, so that leads into another great gust scene where he fucking hunts Drew down back of their house, which Ben was just kind of talking about. And he, Drew runs and grabs the gun, and he fucking and he's uh, and he turns around or whatever. He's looking for his keys, and fucking he goes, "Drew, buddy," and which is a callback to an earlier scene with him where he's like, "Drew, buddy, lost my keys. Yeah, uh, found him." Found you know? him. <laughs> it's so it's so fucking good. By the way, it, never gets, that, it never gets old. Did you notice that Gus magically teleports inside the house because it's it's literally I counted it. Yeah, it's five seconds from when he pulls up in the in the again. car. I know it's a horror trope. It's fine. There is some, there is he pulled a Michael Myers. Fun. Come on. Yeah. True. All right. You, All right. You, you got me. Go. You don't care. It, yeah. It, you right. really do look past him like that. But Gus gets a pass because he's fucking amazing. Yes. But then yeah. he chases him around the house and fucking and dopey fucking <clears throat> bag of wet clothes. Drew is fucking frumpy and falls all over the place. It's so and then fun. He fucking, and he's so fucking, fun watching like, a fat jumps kid. Out the window. <laughs> then he fucking, you know, his mom pulls up a hot ass Amanda. See you in heaven, girl. Uh, fucking <clears throat> jumps in the car and then that leads into the chase where fucking they're going back and forth and he's amazing in that when he pulls up alongside of the car the high speed chase don't forget he jumped on the car he's like daddy's not he done Still my that's right scenes. then he smashes the, the fucking hammer yep. into the window dude that, the, that whole scene is amazing the face he makes he when he's falling off the car like, I thought that shit was so <laughs> shit was so dude, funny one of the one of the best uh, most original death scenes of all time no 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 not a car going into a Mack truck head on no, death by potato. Potato, t- yeah, yep. Really quick, yeah, I could see. I knew I'll still like it. For some I, reason, I as a kid, I always thought it was oranges. I don't know. When I rewatched it, like a couple years ago, I'm like, huh, it was actually potatoes this whole time. I don't know why in my head. Wow, we're not in Florida, man. Oh, now imagine though, death by oranges. But yeah, no. Would have been juicy. Why? Hey. Out of all of the puns, so he says so many fucking puns in this movie, mainly about being a cop, obviously. Why mm-hmm. doesn't he make a fucking potato pun here? What the fuck? I don't know. Maybe we got too cheesy. Who knows? Yeah. Hey, I got an earful for you. <laughs> and fucking, he walks away. Like, that's it. Mic drop. Bam. You made a fucking shitty potato pun. That's he it. He could have made it. a scalloped potato joke. He could have yep. made a French fry joke. Yep. He could have made a mashed potato joke. Ah, uh, chop that uh, one up. <laughs> I mean, he called back to mashed potatoes when he's when he's shoving the food into his mouth and he starts doing that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> nice. And then also nice. he slams the table and looks at him all serious. One of my favorite scenes, That's too. That's still another great scene. And that, it definitely pulls in a lot of the dark comedy that pulls into it, because this guy's oh. obviously a horrible person. Dude, and they and they, they turn set him, him up. And they turn him into kind of a likable person, but you know it's yeah. not going to work. It's something right. it's an underbelly to this, like, okay, wow, it's a perfect family now. He died, which we didn't yep. get into that, how he died when he found him at the Halloween party. Well, Re- re- rewind that was again i wanted to skip over a couple different things but go back to that the halloween and party so the halloween party and then like and then mm-hmm. now it's funny because you had like gus kind of be killing the bully the dog killed gus as like mm-hmm. another thing as another like, bully the, fucking redemption a, thing now the bully redemption thing is yep. like oh my god is a dog and gus good guys yes but well yeah. here's the thing though 
so here's here's the thing about the movie. So foreshadowing, right? Mm-hmm. One thing we I don't think anybody's caught on yet is all of the dead things add to their own army. Zowie <laughs> brings kills Gus. That is why I always told about. I love the fact it is kind of like a it, it's a right? it's an army an it's, army it's, of the dead side. because so. So Zowie protects uh, Drew at the thing, kills Gus. But realistically, was he doing the nice thing, or was he recruiting for his death army? And right? I, and think then, on that real quick. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, and then, and then think about it like this: Who's the next recruit? Clyde, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So Gus knows that he's a, he's he's doing the justification thing. He's getting back as a bully, or mm-hmm. is he recruiting for his dead army? Mm-hmm. But plot he hole: did. How how did they do the the? You have to bury your own. Why did Gus bury Clyde, and that still counted? That's a good one. Maybe it's maybe it's a kill. Maybe it's his own kill. His his, because, his first kill. So it's his maybe own because he killed him. Yeah, it had to have been. That was my thing. So that, I, I was I was thinking yeah. about that and it was like, why would that be considered That's his a, own? I never. I they, like. Oh, I it, it's yeah. always he comes up and he says, "You have to bury your own." That's the rule. Mm-hmm. It makes sense with the mom. It makes sense with Zowie. It makes sense with fucking mm-hmm. uh, the uh, creeds. It made sense with all the creeds and stuff, but it never made sense when. Gus buries Clyde. It, it, it has not to be your own. It, it's it's a it's a it's a kill. That's and the kill. That that that's well. Do do we actually know that he ever got buried? Could he be a, some kind of an evil statistic thing? A different way? Could he just be a no? Zombie? Because no, because you see, be uh, you see Gus put uh, Clyde in the in the bag. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forget about that because we don't see, we don't see Gus bury him though. No, we, you I just remember. You anything. just see. You just see the him put it. He's like, oh, we're. He he does say something. Uh, he's like, oh, mind if we bar you or something like that. Is put him in the body yeah. bag. Mm. When um, so the interesting thing, like I said earlier about the mom's death being the catalyst. Dude, this family moves in and everything. All this shit starts happening, but it really, it does it at the same time because. And I don't know. Maybe this is, this is the way the 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 ground pulls people to it, because like you know, like now now you got. The the dog dying actually started the whole army of the dead thing. The the mm-hmm. dog dies, mm-hmm. kills Clyde, not Clyde, Gus. Gus. Yep. He gets buried, kills Clyde, and they don't really bring because you know with pet cemeteries usually like it's you know with the first one it was the cat and then the son and then then the wife. Mm-hmm. With this, it's like the the you know the kid would want his mom back, but he doesn't. He's like, no, I don't. This is bullshit. I don't really want to do this, but he doesn't do it until everything else happens. His mom doesn't get yeah. brought back to the end, so it's almost like. She dies to begin. She's brought to the town, and they don't bring her until the end. So that's that's and an that's interesting even, little thing. Speaking of a dream sequence to bring that back, the dream uh, sequence where he chase. has to bury his mom. When it pans in, it looks like it's yep. at her gravestone. Like yeah. it, it comes over like the fucking trees going into the burial ground, and all of a sudden it's grass and her gravestone. Yep. And I remember like watching it the other night, going, "Wait, what the fuck?" Like Gus brought the fucking gravestone that he ran over all the way. Up. Like that doesn't make any sense. And then all of a sudden, like when. Uh, Gus hands the shovel to fucking uh, to Jeff, and he goes, "You got to bury your own, buddy." Uh, and he fucking all of a sudden he's got normal guy voice, and he like all of a sudden net, when Jeff gets the <clears throat> the uh, shovel handed to him, it's like the shitty like rock and earth again. So that's a little quick dream. And that's why that I thought too. I was watching. I was watching. I was like, "Well, this yeah. looks kind of big for them." I'm like, "Well, then the, it's a it's a because it looks like a he's on the set of a play." Yeah. Yeah. 
it doesn't well, really look realistic. But then again, well, if that, you think about think that, about like this, uh, could, uh, she's the actor. That, that happens a lot. It happens a lot with Jeff. Jeff has a lot of the dream sequences, so maybe that's a some maybe that's an underlying. And that goes to with her the mom being the cat. Yeah, that goes with the mom being the catalyst. So it's almost like they Correct. wanted her, which is supposed to be like a queen of the dead. And that's like now, you know. dude. I chalked it up as like oh, like the the ground, the Indian burial ground, like that whole area. It's it's sort of. Uh, the idea of bringing your loved one back that is tempting that's alluring mm -hmm. to jeff to be like hey buddy yeah. hey buddy mm -hmm. you want to you want to bring your mom here once he was there mm -hmm. he saw it work he and then yep. dude that that thought must have cycled through his head no matter what fucking evil thing he saw no matter how bad gus looked no matter how bad zowie looked he still wanted his fucking mom back oh and it, that's that's grief that's what grief does yeah I mean, to be like that's a thing about it. no matter how bad the shit is dude mm -hmm. it, it could bring my mom back M motherfucker mm -hmm. if that if the same thing happened to my mommy i would never let that happen but you know i, I would bring her back i love mm -hmm. i love my mommy I'm well, just kidding. Yeah. So, uh, so let, I'm gonna switch. I'm gonna switch. Uh, I'm gonna switch it to another scene. Give uh, give a little light on somebody that's not one of the characters we just talked about. The scene where uh, Chase Matthew gets the call <clears throat> about the fucking uh, Zowie's blood being from a dead animal, and the two uh, oh, the lady yes. brings in the lady brings in the two little kids with the kittens. The kittens, they you know they start screaming. So like, it, it, it's a crazy scene because it goes from like Chase just doing his thing, picks up the phone. Uh, it's from his buddy or whatever, his doctor friend that's like, hey, man, why'd you send me blood of a dead animal? Like, blah, 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 and they go back and forth. And then the, the little girls walk to the back to see the kittens. Well, it turns out the kittens are mangled. Zowie got out. And then that also leads into uh, one of my favorite scenes. I don't remember the, the OG vet's name. That's one Yeah, I meant to write it. I forgot, too. Um, you don't, if you look up on Wikipedia, they don't show it for whatever reason. So I, 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 oh. don't, I don't know who the, that guy is. But um, So creepy old taxidermy vet. Chase goes to this guy's house to try to talk to him. He goes in, there's some creepy fucking taxidermy, and he's like fucking with the pug. He's like, You're you look, look better, better with, with blue eyes. eyes. <laughs> he just yeah, fucking so pops weird. it out. And he's like, so, that still freaks me out. Though, it's it's, oh, it's, the whole thing's fucking and You see the eye fucking like, like the dog isn't, yeah. yeah. The, the dog is dead. Just like the Creed's cat. Just like a Creed's <laughs> cat. And, and, it's, and, and, he, and he just starts going on. And, like, and you can tell he's insane because of it all because he doesn't mm -hmm. like, he doesn't know what to do. So you see his insanity. So there, there's a lot of different things going on. There's like zombie. There's ghost stuff. There's, uh, Jesus Christ, necro mental, well, mental, kind of necrophilia. Issues. There's some mental issues. A little bit of insanity. There's a lot of things that are in this movie, um, that string a, a bunch of different and horror tropes I, together, but they fit. Which is nice. But and the fuck when he when he throws the fucking thing at the bird and yeah. all of a sudden the bird wakes up. The bird's alive. It. It's so the good. Bird's playing, the bird's like real quick. At that time. That was so random then, too. I don't... That scene. Is where you hear the sound of a guitar slowly coming in, and all of a sudden, when I get mad and I get pissed, there it is. I go, I grab a pen shit and I write out a list. <laughs> it's so, dude, L7 shit list. That song in that movie, one hundred percent changed. That's transition. It's just it's classic. Good. Yeah, and that's how I heard about the song was because of that because of that scene. Well, it that leads. Movie. That scene leads into fucking Gus uh, skinning the rabbits. Yep. Oh, dude, that shit was so freaky. So like. It's th think about the, think about that fucking five minutes of movie, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Chase gets the call, whatever. Something else happens in between. Goes to see the fucking OG vet. You see the insanity and what the town did to fucking the OG vet. Imagine the stories that guy could tell about what happened with the Creed, you know, yeah. murders and everything else. Because we don't know yeah. what happened. 
once fucking uh, I mean we do know that Creed's you know wife came back and fucking stabbed him and that's ends uh, Pet Cemetery right. one. Well, Spoiler what happens alert, after that? Know, so. Well, what happens too, after? Like, we don't know. Like, the movie so was so was uh, Lewis's wife when she died the second time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And that leaves so imagination that... though. That's what I like about that. And again, that goes with lore and folklore and mm-hmm. and and all that stuff. All that sets up a, a bunch of amazing stuff and the shitless thing I wanted to bring up because that's. That's one of those songs in this movie. That's the song from this movie. Like that's the song that everybody fucking mm-hmm. knows. It's it's everywhere. If you look up that um, that song on YouTube, half the comments are Pet Cemetery yeah, Pet, Two, Pet Cemetery, Cemetery Two. Two. That's that's awesome. That's yep. awesome. It's it's fucking amazing. Um, but that that also just leads to the. I mean, we also we didn't go crazy talking about the soundtrack yet, but you know, Dramarama. I'm, I tr- I'm trying not song. to. It's it, there's so many. There's the end song, which we're gonna get into in a minute. But amazing use of a song, and then uh, let's. Just... Okay, so back to now that we gave a little bit more life to uh, to Chase Matthews, uh, we're gonna get into some really fun stuff. When fucking Chase realizes that some shits up, and he goes to fucking Gus's house to try to fucking stop it because he gets the call that his dead wife's yeah. been, uh, been mm-hmm. dug up, and Zowie fucking attacks him first. Zowie, one of the one of the God, best that slash worst effects when he fucking like rips it, rips, rips yeah. the fucking uh, the skin, yeah. and he goes, "Oh, I gotta hate that dog." So he walks in. This is where the fucking drill scene comes in. The, the house is all fucked up. Real quick, too, religious imagery. One of the things that Kristen the upside down. the first time, the upside-down cross when you yep. first walk in. I'm yep. trying to make so a doggy on, door. We're trying to make a, I was trying to I make a doggy door. I was trying to make a doggy door. door. <laughs> More great one-liners from him. <laughs> so good. Uh, go ahead. So that, that scene, if anybody else wants to chime in, because I know I'm, I'm kind of stealing it a little bit there because now I'm getting all excited about talking about Gus. That whole scene, am I crazy with the religious stuff? You see the upside down cross, Joe, right? I mean, the mm-hmm. fucking drill. Uh, what the fuck well, did he? What's the what's the thing he says? You know what they say? No brain, no, no pain. pain. And he tries to. Yep. Uh, this is a lot of great stuff. Um, I'm like you guys are the one line. I, I can't remember one line for sure. Uh, like, yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, I think he says no uh, no pain, all gain, or, or no pain. Yeah, uh, no, brain. Pain, no, no pain. No brain. Yep. Yeah, no pain, yep. no brain. Yeah, yep. and then he he fucking uh, chase shoots him. He's like. Oh, you hate when I that. Hate ha- I hate when that happens. <laughs> I thought that yeah. was funny because he sells that so well. But then well, randomly he just gets shot in the head and it's and it's over. I thought that was weird. Well, I wonder if that's um. I wonder if that's another thing with like, uh, the zombie uh, law was like it 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 yeah. just it's, it's uh, it takes. What do you mean? It, it kills the communication. What do you like, mean zombie lore? Can what do you mean? That what that do you mean? That, that, does, that doesn't work here. <laughs> That doesn't work in this movie. <laughs> By the way, if we don't talk about that, this you, movie, that's you, a fucking crime. That? No. Of course we're going to talk about that. No. We're, we're um, connected I the, through... I got the Halloween one. Very nice. Very nice. Typical. So, like, no, but yeah, that, that's a clean one. Um, <laughs> so, and then what's cool, going back to the um, uh, the, the, the scene with Clyde and, and Chase battling out. Chase is another character where he's got that very calm demeanor. Yeah. Um, where he's almost like he doesn't want to ruffle feathers. He, he almost kind of seems like I don't want to say a coward, but he kind of looks like he pulls back too much when he should be saying certain things. Yeah. And it's almost like he got pushed where he's like, "Oh, I had enough," and then he's like, "Oh shit, I have a, I have a freaking three fifty seven Magnum. Where the hell did that yep. come from?" So randomly, you know, that, 
That he's packing heat, around. dude. The the fucking the fucking scene where he the dream sequence where he wakes up and wolf he thinks titties. that it's his ex, the, the dead wife. That yep, seems nice. crazy. Wolf titties, wolf titties, wolf titties, that, wolf titties. Dude, that's titties, what I wrote in my notes. Just big. That's all <laughs> I'm I could not say. Surprised you did it. That's all I could so think of. Wolf when, when, he, when he wakes up and he realizes that it's Zowie, and Zowie jumps to the thing and he grabs his fucking gun and he starts shooting. Start the shooting one thing that, I yeah. said to Kristen, I was like, let me tell you something right now. The way he's holding that fucking, like he's this? holding it like this, like it's a, like it's an assault rifle, but it's. Oh, like, that's the sh no. Nobody taught that motherfucker. That's Nobody pulled him aside. Well, went, hey, man, that's not how you hold a gun. Well, I, I like <laughs> that, though, because, like, he's clearly a pussy. He clearly has never held a gun before, so he's probably doing it like, like, like do I do this? Yep. It's just weird because so, he, he's got his arm up. It's, yeah. it's so fucking weird. It's we intimidating. We shot guns, too, so we know yeah. that. Like, well, what that's, are you doing, dude? That's my point. Like, what, what the fuck is wrong with you? But, what did he? Well, yeah. dude, yeah. you get to see some fucking wolf titties. That scene is still one of most, and then go with your music video because all the blue lighting, yep. and then it's, it's he thinks his wife, and then he pulls her body down with a wolf head. It's just, and, they, and it goes between, and it goes between him having sex with a wolf-headed wife version to her dying. It's so messed up. It's like yeah. one of the best like insane dream sequences. Um, and then going back to like, it's another thing too. He also fought against a bully the guy's talking shit about his wife you know hey i went out with your wife when we were you know but you know yep. all, all, being uh i had her first type of bullshit so you yep. had that he, homecoming prom nine yards so he, it's almost like the father the protective figure closed the gap killing off the door i wanted to fuck her killing off the uh <laughs> the crazy bully step why did you dig up my wife i, I want to fuck, fuck her. her again another good one-liner <laughs> so good yeah, oh, uh, oh no, I'm out. Oh no, I'm not. Uh oh, I'm out. I'm, I'm now I'm out. I'm out. I'm out on my Coca Cola. Oh, um, feels bad. Shit, I can't think of. Uh, they. I guess. I guess we go into the the final battle. I guess. Yeah. With. Oh. Yeah. This is. Uh, so. Go ahead. You guys can say. I I have I have too much to say about this scene because uh, rewatching it a second time, I don't like it. I hated it. <laughs> Didn't like it. Uh, oh. I, I the don't, yep, hated it. I, I, all right, so Clyde was fine. Uh, I, well, re I really liked his makeup. Here's what we'll do then. This is where we can go into the bad about the movie. Yep. Yeah. I don't hate this dance scene, but I also don't love it. There's a lot of issues with it. Yeah. Which we're going to get into. Do you want to so go, this is, that's probably a good way to At this point, do you want to go in turns kind of, like, people well, going, like, with yeah, their so opinions you, on you that? Can, we'll, we'll talk about this, this scene specifically, and this yeah. will kick off some of the things. Yep. This is going to get into the, the issues that I have with the movie. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of issues in that scene. Because now I think we're gonna have some, some, and we're gonna have some polarizing opinions on this one. So if anything, yeah, if you want to go, and, if, if if you want to go take turns, because I think this yeah. is gonna be Same. the most. Go ahead. You talk right. about that scene. Yeah, because I, I already said it. I I don't like this scene at all. Uh, I like so the so Clyde was fine. Why did he bite Jeff when he doesn't have teeth in his fucking mouth? I thought that was dumb. And why did Jeff sell it? Why did Jeff? Uh, I don't like that he. I don't. I don't like the heel turn that he. Uh, for wrestling fans out there, he turns into kind sort of a bad guy. I get it. He really wants his mom back, but the way that they did it, he just is silent. He has like his creepy fucking tux on since the funeral. I just thought it was dumb. What, how did he get in contact with fucking Gus? How did he <clears throat> randomly get get a hold of him and be like, oh, by the way, uh, did he tell Gus bear, bear, uh, dig up my mom? Because it's that's how I thought of it. As... No, no, well, no. So the the way I think they do try to explain that by by watching the movie. I think the setup for that is supposed to be that goes the whole again, dead this, army thing. This exactly. This I, goes like, back to I know, but like, it, but like, so, how did how did they get Gus and then Jeff and then also go past the bog d d to it and then they show. 
Well, they, they showed the so Gus is crazy. Yes, he's a yes, zombie, yes. Dead, dead crazy zombie. So he goes and he fucking digs up a man, uh, um, Renee's grave. He runs over Amanda and Drew's. The the fucking the, the, caretaker the, says that. Yes, they. And then he he brings the fucking body. He brings the body all the way out there. And then he goes and like you got to think of, again. This goes back to the psychosis part of it. Jeff is a kid traumatized at that. Knows that this thing works now. Right. No. He, I, I, I from Jeff's from Jeff's eyes. Zowie might be dead, but he protected Drew mm-hmm. from Gus. Trust me, I, I if you Drew, listen... Drew might be a piece of shit, but he killed fucking Clyde and saved him. Right. So and this I, kid, I, I said that at the beginning, literally guided. He's, he's yeah. Doing he what... and it's not just by it's not just by Gus or by anything. It's by the the Indian burial ground. I think is like spiritually, yeah, kind of possessing him. But I still evil I just... evil prey. Listen, evil preys on the weak, innocent or innocent. Right. So. Evil will pray. It's a, it's another horror trope. It's evil will um it 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 um what it, oh fuck what's the word I'm looking for? Um, no, you guys exploits. can go. It, yeah. it exploits. Exploit. Yeah, it, it, it exploits it. the innocent. So in other words, like it, it, this, this kid's he's he's a wounded animal on the side of the mm-hmm. road, right? So a pack will attack uh, a, a wounded cat. So like if a if you're in a fucking herd of of animals, right? I can't remember if it's a tiger or fucking wolves or something. But like, if there's a wounded one, the pack will surround the fucking wounded one, wolves. kill it. Yeah, wolves. Yeah. So it, it's one of those things where the evil spirits. He, he's Jeff's a wounded animal. He's he's a he's a he's a broken down wounded animal. He's very fucking. Uh, <clears throat> um, I don't know. Well, see, I'm I'm losing impressionable, right? So like, he's yeah. he's young. He's impressionable. He's in that stage in his brain where like, hey man, the chemicals aren't quite right. Just saw his fucking mom die. Now he's in the fucking town that he's, he probably didn't grow up in. He probably grew up essentially in Hollywood, right? So he doesn't understand all these people that are like, hey, we knew your mom. And like, that's a lot. And then, you know, yeah, the, and the hit evil hit spirits hit, exploded. It did a lot too. There are a lot of people who Now, again, I'm crazy. not... Uh-oh. Damn. It, it killed him. He's dead. <laughs> Damn, we can have free he's... reign. To say whatever we want, the curse is over. The the, the mouthpiece is dead. Ah, no. Himself. All right. So while while oh, he's having his connection issues, oh that <laughs> fucking rip Ed. Sorry, bud. Uh, I I will say I will That's still funny. say, uh, I. It's just funny because he's just sitting up there. Uh, no. So I I just didn't like how like him and Clyde, like Jeff and Clyde have this battle at the end, which I get. Same thing. Mm. Clyde's the dickhead. He's the bully. Right. He's got it. Point up the bully. Just the way that they did it, I just wasn't a fan of. How, like, he throws the axe and it fucking cornerly fucking clinks off the ground instead of, like, I wish it kind of, like, embedded itself into the ground a little bit more. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. Oh, well, oh, back. oh. I lost you guys. Uh, he came back from the dead. Oh, hey, shit. He got buried. That. Somebody buried he his own. arisen. Yeah. Ed, but, Ed um, buddy. Ed buddy. Ed buddy, I lost my keys. No, so uh, so they had the the Clyde thing. I I thought it was kind of cool how like they dealt with Clyde and like they, he uh, Jeff stuck the fucking wire in his mouth and did the uh, did, eat this. No, yeah, he did the commando <laughs> thing. Uh, so he he did that, but then like why did the mom just stand there? I she she would gla- she gladly killed uh the housekeeper. Why did she just stand there? Why didn't she do anything? I'll get into that in a sec. I I thought that was so fucking dumb. Oh. I I oh. she's 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 obviously maybe she's like the head evil Wendigo. Who knows? We don't really know, right? She might be the main bad one. But also, 
she's remember she's all made up so when she shows up she's yeah, made she's, up all perfect yeah so she's she to, dressed to herself so up nice even more to fuck with jeff because when she so, shows up she i love look you evil. like gus still looks all fucking zombified that always still looks all fucked up she's all it's made like, up because she was buried right can so I, like the and fucking, then i have one the more thing fix her face so she's yeah. trying to protect and that then she happens. looks pretty what's weird the fucking turn in this is why does she like while everything while the fight's going on is she like knocking over like it's like stupid and fucking fluid and all of a sudden sets a fire and like that that whole scene and it really is a wacky scene. and then so i i have two more things to I say have that on you i, I have, have that one two more things to say and then i'm done with my opinion so it was just i thought it was kind of weird that's a debate <laughs> yeah i thought it was kind of weird it. that everything's on fire <laughs> renee caused the fire magically she must have sprayed something on her box that says renee's clothes because that shit was that, probably very flammable that never caught on fire the renee's clothes never caught on fire i watched it back and everything else well, was on fire except that problem. box some of the editing some of the editing didn't work and then where I, I have yeah. an issue here's the one really good thing i will say about this scene and uh something i actually didn't notice about uh that something i have never noticed in 20 plus years of me watching this movie i never put two and two together that she says dead is better dead is better dead is yeah. better i never no, noticed see, that. your argument sucks it's like yeah you just said that no nope. never never once noticed dead is better and i fucking love I think... it i never i i know she says it but i never put two and two together that haha sometimes you know dead is better and she's like no it really is dead is better i love that oh, damn that's all that it i love the movie i'm just, i'm gonna straight out say it spoiler i fucking love it i'm gonna give it a pretty good score but that that just that last scene just did nothing for me and then chase sounding like he has puberty hold on and then he's like is that your mom we gotta go and he fucking falls he literally you get falls. knocked out he's bleeding out come on i don't blame yourself is that your mom is that your mom? And then Jeff, it's not your mom. Jeff is, is that your mom? And then he, I, he think, I think he's had enough of seeing dead people. <laughs> True, yeah. he, he's dead he's dead going dog. back to so, fucking Hollywood. With with uh with with the bad, where I was gonna go with that, Ben kind of stole part of that with me. So as a kid, I'm gonna bounce around a little bit. So here's a couple of the bad things. Some of the effects don't hold up as well as what I remembered. I'm First one that was rough was with was dead body Zowie. When fucking chubby boy fucking Drew's carrying her and like the head yeah. is flopping around the side, yeah. how like dead yeah. move, man. No. Like it's like like an elastic band, like and he's just moving around like dead's out. Come on, man. So that was that was rough. I agree uh, with that. When when Clyde uh gets killed, the fucking terrible, terrible dummy that they have get pulled into the fucking I love it. into the, the motorcycle. It's bad. It's so it's bad. bad. I, I like it's, the dummy. It's before. so bad. Oh, it but, didn't bother it, me either. I just it's no, bad. But, but the reason why it's bad is because there's so many other good like the fuck when Zowie bites the fucking neck of Gus and like you see the yep. fucking the skin pull out. Or um when when Chase gets bit by Zowie and he gets out of the truck, all of a sudden you see a bunch of blood just pour out of the side. Yep. Like that oh, to me yeah, is amazing. It's, just like, it's all gooey and it shit. Just, just starts dry. It doesn't yep. spray out like fake. It just fucking pours out. And then him, same which, thing which with uh, with Clyde. They they made Clyde look really good when he's the zombie. Clyde and then when Jeff puts his finger great. in the eye, like and then the and fucking then the bite comes out. The pus yep. But you can tell where they, they blew their fucking load on all that shit. And then they do terrible things like the fucking... I mean, dude, when that bike scene, you couldn't have made up a, like a fake something or other like you did with Clyde's face and like have that get pulled into it or something it's literally like I a think dummy they're trying to do it so fast up. you don't see it but yeah. oh the editing's bad on that one that one's rough um <laughs> and then what else uh it, 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 it makes me laugh now to be totally honest with you 
uh, fucking chubby boy fucking Drew, when Clyde was by him on the motorcycle, his fucking you could have put Benny Hill music behind him, and he falls on the he's bike. He falls like, off the uh, bike, yeah. And I think that's what like, goes with the whole thing. Ben was with the ambulance. I think it was done on purpose because he's he's like he can't handle. He's a chubby. Bike he's a chubby fat kid. That that was me. I'm still like that. They did nothing <laughs> see, to this kid. Ben fucking, knows. You go. Yeah. They did nothing I want to see, see Ben Jabba uh, ambulance. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll we'll do we'll have a segment like that. We can recreate, and I will gladly be fucking Drew, buddy. And then I just love how really quick, if, if we're talking about Drew, I love how he dressed up like like a vampire, and I just kept calling him in my head Count Cholesterol in my head. Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, if the shoe fits, you know. I dropped. I would have went with Count. I would have, I would have uh, count type two diabetes, but hey, whatever, diabetes. no big deal there. Um, so then, to to piggyback on Ben, so Edward Furlong is one of my favorite actors as in that era, right? So we already went over yeah. Brain Scan, we already went Mer- over American History X, this movie, American History X. He's got like four or five bangers, right? Oh, mm-hmm. Animal, uh, Animal Farm, Animal Farm, the prison movie. Yep, that was another good one. If you've never seen it, oh, uh, I didn't William know he's in it. Yeah, William sure. Defoe. It's a it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. He, he, he's got a bunch of really good movies and roles um and he's like the the archetype for what like a 90 like early 90s teenage actor mm-hmm. would look like you know what i mean like uh terminator grunge. genesis <laughs> he's kind of a little metal he's just yeah there's just a lot about him um but now watching this movie as an adult i i do <clears throat> think they make him look like a whiny pussy like Oh, and, he's and bad. I get, and I just, I just defended him a bunch. Like I just mm-hmm. told, told you, set, set oh, you sure up they, for. I mean, they did it on purpose. They had to like do it kind of like that. They do. So if you look at now, <clears throat> what did I have here? Uh, but the odd change in character at the end is really odd. But I guess you can also chalk that up to the psychosis. But if you're not looking at it and dissecting it from like a movie lover's point of view, did we lose Joe? No, I'm still here. Oh, right, you look like you were frozen for a second. Oh, you just uh, yeah, you were you were terrified. just sitting there like. Like yeah, a fucking dude, I'm, like, the goddamn, I'm the goddamn raven. The bird. The crow. The bird. You're the goddamn raven. I'm gonna throw a fucking. Yeah, I'm gonna throw a fucking rocket you right now. Uh, so, yeah, but I just put that he was fucking. And again, granted, I know that he's supposed to be, you know, sympathetic and all that stuff because of his mom's death. But when he starts acting like a dick towards his dad, who's also fucking grieving, also going through a lot, yep. it just comes off as like cunty. You know what I mean? Any, any, any. He, he, you're not my mom, and he says it to the housekeeper. Like, oh, that was kind of uncalled for. Yeah, and that's yeah, kind, kind of mean. Kind of like a little bit the grievance, and he's being a little punk kid and whatnot. And they, they just if, if, when you rewatch the movie that way from an adult's point of view, from like a dad's. I, I'm a dad, right? So <clears throat> my daughter's 20, and I would what? look at that. Like, we're, I know, right? Yeah, we're, and we're kind of we're friends, and she watched all these movies with me. But like, dude. I don't know, man. If she if she came at me the way that kid comes at his dad sometimes, I'd be like, motherfucker, like, like oh, come on, I, man, like I'm, 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 not deal with that shit. I'm giving you and giving you and giving you and giving you, and I and he even says it at one point. Uh, Ch- Chase says to him, "Hey, man, look, like I, I'm yeah, the I'm, Halloween. Let me let you get away, let you get yeah. away with a lot here, but mm-hmm. like, you know, come on, man, you know." And then also, you um, got you got to understand, like his his best friend, like hit the only kid that would stand up for him back when he first moves here is dead and mm-hmm. obviously yeah. killed by gus well, and i think that, that, was that, that, all, that, that all comes full circle exactly that's where he that's where he turns that's where his final and like, he's just like you know fuck it like who yeah. cares yeah because he doesn't look at it like he doesn't know technically that gus did it again remember he's still he's still looking at gus like he's a essentially a good guy now that he's zombie gus he doesn't know that fucking Gus. I'm sure he it's, knows. It's I don't weird. think he cares at that point. I think he just like shut down to it. He's he gave, pa- yeah, gave exactly. in. He gave into it. You know. 
Yeah. Yeah. But that's, so then, that's another, that's another like interesting little uh, plot hole we have to Oh yeah. Wait, the, the, then also when he's all dressed up like the fucking like in the tux and he's like waiting for his mommy to come I, back. I hated it. I'm telling you, I hated it. That was a it. weird fucking scene. I didn't like that character change at all. That so, that it was it I didn't like it because it was so quick. It dude, it was at the I'll, fucking drop of a dime. I'll go with you on that. Um on one of my things I complain about. I'm not a big fan of that scene. I don't hate it. I don't mind the I don't mind the tuxedo thing. I think it really plays with like I think it played very well with his change, his metamorphosis in mm. a sense. Um, the dialogue after all the really well done dialogue about the movie, the dialogue between him and his father should have been a little more stronger mm-hmm. and a little more polished. And then and then the the the, the build up between those two of, of this like of the grievance and then the teenage <laughs> angst and then the, the the single father like. That part, and then you know, then this kid's talking crazy shit about bringing the mom back from the dead. Um, so that could have been a little bit strong. I had, a, I, 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 still have a problem with that scene. Now it's not horrible. Like I don't, you know, I, I'm more nitpicking, but but at the same time, it, it still works. It just could have been like they should have taken maybe a little more time with it. So you know, it, it's a little cringy at some some points. You know, like how they did it. So. Just, yeah, it, it seemed like rush editing at the end. Like there were so many scenes that were well thought out, well planned out, well mapped out. And that could out be open well budget edited. and time. Yeah, because yeah, they clearly, like, yeah. yeah, they they it, probably it, didn't it get a lot. Been, it could have come from above. It could have come from fucking you know the studios being like, hey Mary Lambert, like we need something else. We need more emotion yeah. out of this, or maybe a test screening. It didn't go as well. I don't know. I don't know that much about that half yeah. of, the, of the movie, but um, I think that's all I had there. Oh, no, oh yeah, so that's all I had for the bad. So, I, Joe, I don't know yeah. if you have anything else bad or not. Bad, so I'm going to go into the ending, and, and I'm going to go into the bad real quick, and I'll lead right into the ending. So the bad won't be too much because I don't I, I don't have a lot of issues with the movie. I, I told about yeah, like, same, the, the, same. the chemistry with um, Jeff and his father was a problem for me. Um, some of the edits, some of the plot holes I think you guys pulled up, that you guys pulled up, I agree with. Um, some of the editing makes it feel a little too choppy and, and mm. awkward at some points. Even like you know, like even with like um, when that whole scene between Jeff Chase and Miranda when she's fangirling, you know, like like right before she fangirls, you know that that he's like, oh, you know, I, you know, he he's all shocked. He looks like she looks like his wife, and then like he looks to go walk away, and he just stops. It's almost like he's waiting for the box to fall, you know, when the box falls and the clothes comes out. Yeah, yeah. Like that that scene, but I don't know why that scene bothers me for some reason. Like he could just like, hey, maybe yeah. this is like, oh shit, I gotta check things out. Maybe that's what's supposed to be on the because he had like a little checklist and shit. And then so that was a little weird editing. So it's like little things like that. What you guys <laughs> mentioned about like um, like it's almost like when they get to the end, it's almost like they're trying to speed things along. Yeah, um, yeah. even the um, I'm trying to think now. Uh, it just felt like they they tried to make they they tried that, to make a two then, hour long movie and then it had to be yeah. less than an hour and a half. It had yeah, to, that, like it has to be. That was I mean yeah. Joe Joe knows and. Ben, you probably know too. If you look at, especially like from the '80s to like the mid, maybe even late '90s, especially horror movies, most mm-hmm. of them are like 90 minutes or less. I mean, real. This I mean, was real hour talk, 40 minutes actually. Less. Yeah, uh, so this just broke. So it's, it's what 100 minutes, uh, you know, yeah. and it's yep, and it goes by fast. So I really do think that it's a it's an editing thing. I feel like they shot way more of this movie. I would I always I wonder if there's a, some kind of a director's cut out there that maybe there's some scenes we don't know. I've never seen anything, so yeah, I don't so know. That- I'll jump right into the ending with you guys. And, and now I liked the final battle. Now, yeah, some of the wrestling is a little cheesy, like him wrestling on Clyde and yeah, and almost like that. that that's and, fine. Yeah, that... and like even like when like 
uh, Jeff Sosa, he's able to dodge all these fighting moves and whatnot. It's almost like, you know, you can kind of just metaphor- metaphorically take it as like, oh, wow, he's, 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 now he's coming out of his own. He's fighting grief. He's fighting this bully. He's able to finally, like, mm-hmm. it's almost like a cheesy strength thing, it almost seems mm-hmm. like. So, like, he's overcoming these, these obstacles. Um, so, yeah, there's a little bit. Now, I didn't, now, I, I'm weird. I'm like with Ben on the, on Renee starting the fire, but I'm also kind of like, she's, again, what's called the catalyst thing. She's, if she's the main, or like even like Ed said, like the main evil Windigo or some queen, the dead thing, like she's not yeah. gonna attack anybody. She's she wanted yeah kill Miranda because it, 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 she dressed like her, you know, in that mm-hmm. that whole scene. Um, but I think she's meant to be more of a mouthpiece, like kind of like I'm going to um, manipulate my grieving son, and then I'm gonna try to manipulate my ex husband, and and be like pull him into this and then and then maybe kill them i think that's what the whole because you know each thing each thing that takes over each person takes over their personality while it's while it's maniacal parts are coming out it's a kind of almost like the personality of the spirit and the person are kind of molding right so like where gus or maybe clyde would try to try to kill some but kill them off she's not gonna be like that she's going to continue to manipulate and that's where the great imagery comes in when she sets that fire and then mm-hmm. they get out and her face is melting like that is yeah. See, like, like I like that scene. That I like when her metaphor. fucking face starts melting. Yep, oh, it's a like that. that scene hit me. And, and then you can actually see like the scars from the mm-hmm. the post with where she and gets electrocuted. With, like, yeah. And that goes with what lies, what truly lies underneath us all, kind of. And go, and what the situation, everything. And, and it I really also just, think it kind of peels back. I think it unvilifies or it justifies like that's it, when Jeff realizes like he snaps out of it. Yep. Like that's kind of what pulls him out. Like oh exactly. shit, like oh she's not <clears> my mom, and this isn't you know. And then to go with. Nice. Ah, I need some water. Um, go with uh, the whole, with go with the uh, dead is better. Mm-hmm. That line was perfect for to go with that character. Her face is melted. She's like, "Stay with me." Dead is better, and that goes with the whole manipulation thing. I think, like, just that. Right. And it's like, now again with the cheesy effects, she's standing there. She's not doing anything. She's just doing the standing there, almost kind of like on a pedestal. And then her her whole body melts down. And she's still standing there, <laughs> skeleton that finally falls. So that's a little weird. Yeah, but... she like magically turns into a skeleton so quick, and it's just right. like they they did that. They did that thing with the camera, and I'm personally just not a fan of it. Um. Like the flashy, like it's running at fucking like three print of uh, three frames a second, and it's just like going like this, like woo, like all crazy. Do you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. with the nightmare scenes, they did it a bunch. With the yep. final battle, they did it a bunch. It's yep. kind of like uh, it not a, not a direct comparison, but uh, uh, Zack Snyder does that a ton with, except it's like sl- more slow motion instead. Mm-hmm. He does well, that. Rob Zombie messes around with color and schemes and and because mu- he, he came from the music video era, so like it's. Like go back that rock and roll and horror and mm-hmm. really just play off the and, the error, which is true know? because that that plays off of to what Ed said and it just seems it they made it seem like it was just a giant uh, MTV music video, which mm-hmm. I actually yeah. never thought of that and I thinking about that that made that actually makes me appreciate the nightmare scenes a little bit more because that that mm-hmm. that was the time period like that's MTV yep. bam perfect like fucking yep. rock and roll horror it literally looks like it looks like uh. uh Pantera's fucking music video for uh, uh, Cemetery Gates, like that blue light, and like they they did mm-hmm. a, they did a really good job with like the fog and stuff. So right. it, it it does kind of yeah, that's a good point. I actually like that comparison. And um, almost like you know, I know what I'm talking the about. The final ending part was like was I love and hate the ending ending because you know they again they drive away. I'm glad to see characters survive mm-hmm. instead of just everybody dying. Tiger survived. 
Yeah. Tiger survived. Yeah. Tiger. Tiger survived. Yep. Tiger's the best. And so, um, and so that's a great thing because then now, even though they survived, their whole story becomes the next part of the lore. Now, you know, I would love to see a third one after that one. And then uh, now, go with the 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 score and the soundtrack and the music the way and the way the the van drives away and then you see the the bear old the characters come up and they all kind of talk and Th- stuff. That's a little cheesy, but it fits. It does yeah. it because it's almost like okay, well, well they they why do we, why do we care about the shitty people? Why, like, yeah, they put it's them more about who got claimed and they yeah. put them in the fucking the the oval like like whenever you go to a funeral and <laughs> it you, looks like, you it looks like days of our lives. Kind well, of. like you take one of their their cards like the and, and it says like the obituary mm-hmm. card and like it says a nice little passage. It literally is the same thing. That's, that's the first thing that. Went in my head. That's a neat thing because the whole thing is about grieving and yes, death that and, that was the first thing stuff. I I I chalked that up as oh it's one of those that's a mortuary cards catch. and then like that's they they they're trying to be like oh it, it's like a grieving thing and it, they're trying to kind of quickly go over the people who died it, mainly it's yeah. about the shitty um, people for ben, some reason. Uh, yes, that's pretty in, good. Ben. That is me. We call it an homage. Thank you. Oh, obituary oh, homage. Yeah, you know what? It's, it's vitriol. It's a little bit of an homage. I, I try to come up with. Or with if, you, some... if you grow up in the hood, they call it homage. Oh, a nice little homage. Uh, yeah, fucking, homage. they a nice little hummus. No, it, I I try oh, to. Hummus. Yeah, let, let's get hummus some hummus dope. in here and. Yucky. It looks nice, like baby poop. Some nice Gus hummus. Ew. But then the, the movie ends with the the nice little homage to the uh, to the bad characters, and then fucking best part of the movie. Bam! It slams into Poison Heart, which is one of my favorite songs. And, no, no, it's Pet uh, Cemetery first, actually. Pet Cemetery uh, by Ramones. Nope. No. That's, so it is a Ramones song, but Pet Cemetery uh, Ramones uh, ends the first movie. Jeez, so with this, what guys, when, like, when I texted the group last night, the yeah. very first thing was Poison that, Heart. It was Poison Ramon Heart. Song. So it's, Man, it's I, a Ramones song, but that's why. Yeah, the, oh. the reason why you're. It's because you're, both up? movies huh? end with a Ramones song. That's why. And it's like they but did the first that on one purpose. Is Cemetery, which is hands down their best song, in my opinion. You're right, because I have Mary seen Lambert. my playlist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm getting them mixed up. Mm-hmm. Yes, it, it and sounds then, almost like yep. Well, well, every fucking Ramon song sounds exactly the same. Oh, dude, that's yeah. Song. yeah. So and it's like it, <laughs> I mean, every, so backstory awesome, for me. But... Uh, so it, every single person that knows me knows this is gonna come out. I really I like him, the band, a fucking ton. And not only do they do a Poison Heart cover that I grew up with and I fucking adore, I thought that this, I thought for the longest time him, that was the original one until I watched Pet Cemetery. I'm like, wait, that sounds super fucking familiar. You Found know what, Ben, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I never, I never even think, I'm going to have to go back and listen to the hymn version of that. Dude, I the hymn version, so much better, dude. I listened to wow. that shit. I, no, you gotta listen to it, and I'm not just saying that to be biased. I'm not, I'm not defending the Ramones version. I'm just saying, like, I, I probably know the hymn version better, and I'm not even, I didn't even realize. And I'm a music guy, so that's one of the best songs uh, on Dark Light. But, but yeah, can we can Man. we all start a a, croon, a crooning version of I don't want to be buried in a, in a pet, pet cemetery. We're gonna we're gonna call ourselves the Tone Deaf Trio. You're welcome. <laughs> Don't want to live my life again. Again. Oh, uh, yeah. So, we we pretty much did it, guys. That's I mean, that's a fucking dissection of a movie that I don't know if anybody ever wanted, but they got it. 
They got, so, um, uh, they, they, we, I feel we, like we did a pretty good job. We though. definitely went longer than we wanted to. So let's let's end it. Yeah, uh, no, no, no. Let's end it on uh, final thoughts, and then uh, let's go to let's go to Ed first, boys. Final thoughts, and then uh, let, let's give I'll, a score. I'll, I'll go last one out of ten. Talk the most. So, right. Joe, you can do yours. Yeah. Ben, then I'll go. It, what, uh, score um, one to ten, uh, please. What? Score what, like what? one out of ten. A one out. Of 10. So, so final one thoughts. One out of ten. What? One out of ten. On this movie, we're gonna go with on a scale of uh, one out of ten drill bits. Gus one-liners. How many? How many? How many Gus one-liners would you give this movie? Because he he probably gives about ten. So yeah, that's fair. Nine point five, almost ten. Maybe even like. Holy. I'm gonna say nine point five. Just keep it because of the little <clears throat> little issues. It doesn't make it a perfect movie, but it's like. It's yep. still, it's kind of perfect to me. Um, I'm at the point now. I really, I love it so much, though. I would love to see them remake it, but be a sequel to the last remake. It's just because I want to see what you could do to modernize that type of storyline from the last remake and just go batshit crazy, like just as crazy. I would love to see that. That's how much I love the sequel. I want to see somebody try and pull <laughs> that off again. I don't think they will be able to, but that's so that's that's it for me. Yeah. All right, all right. So holy shit, I don't know if I could. I can't top that score. That my score definitely isn't that high. I'll say my score at the end. Uh, so the I love it. I fucking adore this movie. I per, I personally like it more than the original. That's just a, a it's a personal mm-hmm. thing, just because that's it's a more entertaining watch. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's an easier sit down and watch. This is the movie that uh, obviously my brother Eduardo here uh, showed me. It, it, this is one of the movies that got me into horror in the first place. This, this, uh, and then Nightmare on Elm Street. Th- those are like the big three for me. Uh, oh, an army of darkness, but that's a whole nother fucking thing for another day. Anyway, there's there are a lot of uh, glaring omissions, in my opinion, to this uh, with with stuff like uh, the final battle scene. Not not the biggest fan of, but that's fine. I I'm with Joe and, and Ed here. I don't I, they rushed the relationship between Jeff and Chase a lot, whereas for some reason the subplot relationship with uh, Gus and Drew stole the show. It's so much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have characters <clears throat> like Drew, Buddy, and and Gus who just carry that movie on their fucking back so hard, uh, and just make it so much more entertaining. And I really appreciate it for that for that reason alone. Uh, I'm gonna give it an eight point five. Uh, and then my That's a good rating. My last thing is, and then here's my last question: They randomly had a subplot, and it's not even a subplot; it's just a random thing I noticed. Drew's mom always has a beer in her hand. And there's even a point where Gus is going up to Drew's mom at Halloween and he fucking slams the beer out of out of her hands and was like pissed and looked mad that she was drinking and that she was drunk. So that was I mean I'll be drinking too about that man. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was mad because he was mad because she let uh Drew leave and he well, was grounded. I was trying to point out that she's a, potentially an alcoholic, and that's for, for some reason something that they never they never mentioned. But she always had at least a beer in her hand or around her. That's what, what I you're noticed. Is, mm. I love this woman. She yeah, she's mind. the best. Oh, oh yeah. she's super hot. She's she the smoke show. But yeah, eight point five. Wayne's that, World. Oh, Wayne's World. All right, Pepsi, go to you. Uh, <clears throat> I could talk about this movie in. A highlighted manner till I'm blue in the face. I'm red in the face right now because I stayed up last night. He's dead. <laughs> True. Um, I, I fucking adore Pet Cemetery 2. Um, I love this movie with a passion. 
I am as I'm going to look at it like this two different I'm going to give it essentially two different points of view as a movie if you weren't a fan of the series and you were like oh let me watch the series as a whole I can 100% understand where some of the criticism comes from about this movie mm-hmm. I don't agree with the criticism because I feel like they're overthinking it um, I agree yep I I had I'm, I'm not going to get into that. so uh I'm going to defend this movie I'll defend it till I'm till I'm, you know till I'm dead Till you're buried um, in the will, pet cemetery. Till I'm buried, huh? Um, I, I also will say that Ed, Eddie Vegas, me, I'm gonna give this movie for what it means to me and what it did for me and what it, uh, how it be, uh, helped guide me in becoming a horror fan. Um, I'm gonna give this also. I'll, I'll match Joe with a a, a 9.5. I'm just fucking with you. Uh, and uh, 9.5. I'm just fucking with you. Uh, out of that so um i'm gonna give it a 9.5 out of that right because of what it means to me now you know realistically take away my my emotion towards the movie and my love for it and the connection that i have with it i'd probably still give it in like the seven out of eight or seven and a half range for like an Mm -hmm. average fan to watch if you're if you're a horror fan it's at least a seven like you you should watch this movie there's a lot of amazing things in this movie it's a fun watch it's an easy watch there's no creepy fucking zelda in this one but there's also no judd in this movie so like you know there's there's good perks and negatives we'll definitely have to visit the fucking first one now and we'll probably have to what we should do is we should do a show where we compare the first one to the remake oh i love to do that that'd be great that way instead of doing three separate shows we'll do we'll we'll, so write that down somebody's for a future show so and um, we had we had an absolute smoke show much... in Pet Cemetery two with uh, Drew's mom, and then we had an absolute smoke show in Pet Cemetery one with Zelda. Dude, that was a, uh, that I'm was not a even gonna comment at that one. That was a man, yucko. Yeah, exactly. Which I ooh, even better. Hey, it's current year, man. Ben, really? Uh, uh, we're gonna end this with this. Cue up the fucking uh, goodbye horses. I and over you, goodbye horses. Buffalo Bill, come on, Joe. Sounds of the Lamb, Buffalo Bill. That, no? That's going to have to be another one eventually. Goodbye, horses. All right, guys. Uh, I think that is definitely a good way to... to that's going to be a good way to end it. I fucking... I love you two a lot. Uh, we're going to be cutting it here. Thanks, everybody, for stopping by. Let's cut the live stream. Let's let's talk for two seconds when we're done. Um, yep. All, all right. right. Uh, we, we, haven't come up, we haven't come up with a, a tagline yet or uh, a way to uh, end the shows yet, which we're going to work on. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you very oh, much. Oh, where can we find you plug. guys? Where can we? Yeah, plug. Uh, yeah, you can do a plug. Eddie underscore, Eddie underscore Vegas on Instagram. Eddie Vegas on... Uh, I'm on Twitter, but I'm, I'm Biggie1984 on Twitter. I'm not really active on Twitter. Um, add me on Facebook, Eddie uh, Eddie Sherman, Eddie Vegas. That's me. Um, I am uh, also a part-time semi-bullshit shindy pro wrestler. I, I do that on the side. There's some stuff. If you look up Eddie Vegas New England, you'll find some wrestling there. I'm also... Uh, one of the hosts of the Three Dudes and Cold Brews podcast, which is a music-based bullshit, good time, people just hanging out, drinking. We have two different shows. We do a music show where we play music and break it down for you because we're fucking nerds. And then we also have a show where we just get wrecked. And it's literally like if you were to take a bunch of assholes at a bar and put a microphone in the middle of them and just go, go for it. Mm-hmm. That, that's pretty much what the show is. That's what I did last night. So go check us out. Three Dudes and Cold Brews podcast on everything where you can find pod, uh, podcast streaming sites. And then also <clears throat> go follow Bonded by Horror on Instagram. That is our uh, official Instagram. I'm the, I'm the moderator on that. And all three of the, all three of us can chime in on that one, but I'm the one who created it. So 
Go follow us there. Uh, Joe, tell everybody where they can find you. All right. So you can find me on Instagram, jcwalch81, uh, Twitter, jchorrorwriter, and uh, Facebook, jcwalchauthor. Um, I'm also on Amazon. Um, I think it's like, I didn't write that one. Just, just put in JC Walsh on the Amazon. You find me, uh, both my books, Death Highway and Within the Abyss, Lovecraftian Collection. Um, I'm also do some, I did a movie conversation. Yeah, I'm, I'm a maniac. So I got two different things I'm doing movie conversations uh, with author Amon Rosamilia. Go to his YouTube page. We did, we, we do um, break down four movies with similar themes. So it's going to be kind of fun doing two different stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and, and I think that's, it yeah that's it yeah that's where you can find me word so look at that we have a a legit podcaster we have a fucking uh a a fucking awesome author uh and i can attest to both of his works because i think they're great thank you very much Mm -hmm. i have one of my one of my copies is signed thank you very much no need to don't mean to flex on you on you guys but uh Mm -hmm. i have a jc uh, walsh author signature anyway you can find me flexing on that what are you talking about oh true oh you can create your own market (laughs) you son of a bitch all right guys uh, oh you mean you mean this book oh shit oh Oh, i'm gonna grab mine mine's on the shelf oh my signature's on the shelf you mean you mean with this amazing book oh dude i fucking love that bookmark actually i use that for this joe by the way our our recording a read we're also three dudes and cold podcast is doing an audio version for joe for his book this is how far we are we are on uh page nine or chapter nine 100 and page nine you got you guys got far uh the room is dark it smells of dust and mold i'm sitting in a chair that's supposed (laughs) to be cushioned it's rocky surface makes my ass hurt the wallpaper makes my yellow makes my ass hurt too now it must be weird hearing like hearing that shit all right anyway all right picture three what three drunk assholes reading that and making up voices (laughs) for the characters we're gonna release that soon also i mean might be signed right there to eddie vegas suck my dick all right, I hate you. All right, so you can find me. Uh, just type in Scrooge Champ anywhere. Uh, Twitch. Uh, if if oh you're trying to find me while you're on Twitch, you're weird. Uh, it's Twitch, Instagram, Twitter. I don't have a Facebook because Facebook is stupid. Uh, you can find me on those. Uh, Discord. You can hit me up on there too. Uh, that's it. And then I will kiss you all in the mouths. All right. So I'll see you boys. <laughs> I'll see you boys. All right. On the dark side. Peace out, everybody. Much love. Peace out. Be good, guys.